everyone! It is I, Twilight Sparkle, here to bring you a recap of what happened in last episode. Everything before um season three, like all the season one, season two exclusive lore, is all very like out there and not really um like workable. But after that, that's when you start seeing some like truly. I feel like a lot of blazable big lore things really started to like bloom and happen. Yeah, cause <laughs> okay, they're, I see. They're, yeah, they're, they're from all these people are from like iconic era tigers, which is again mm-hmm. season three yeah. and four. Uh, because mm-hmm. like that's when our identity as a found family. I feel like. Hades and the um, associated myths and things like that serve more as like inspiration rather than something we should follow or yeah. something that you know pre-game okay, ritual I'm, I'm saying this for Drinking the viewers don't, dr- don't drink you should drink no, essential oil do not drink essential oils oh yeah <laughs> and now back to where we left off Archives Unlimited. Pause. What were you talking about again? <laughs> just famous things. Sorry, I legit forgot what were you talking about, Crow. What were you talking about before this? Something, something. Nicholas Mora. Yeah, there was a, there was, um, there was a bit about Nicholas Mora. I don't know. We just got into the famous Owen train. And oh my! I was gonna ask about what Mora course was. If it was that. Okay. Oh jeez. Okay. Oh. Do you, uh, can I take this? Yes, yes, okay. okay. So, Mora, long forgotten season one OG um, picture for the Tigers, gets a uh, secret trade with the pies that we only discovered like into season 14, I think, that, that happened. Um, it returns to Hades, gets celebrated, is like a pretty good slugger as well, comes uh, right around the right spot as well. Um, I think that says a lot about their offense that he was pretty good. Yeah, as well. Uh, <laughs> the big, the, the 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 main context for that is also Schmirmgul course. Like you can't explain mm-hmm. more course without going through Schmirmgul yeah. course first. Uh, Schmirmgul course was after Ruby Tuesday, after all of the deaths, yeah. uh, we got Schmirmgul. And you can imagine the emotions running high yeah. after losing so many beloved players. Um, so and then Schmirmgul happened, and like the one bit of law is like maybe a muppet maybe like frog a frog muppet who's terrible um that kind of stuff and it's like but people started hating fraser's mongol because we yeah. could not arrive to a law to like a to a consistent like interpretation for the character Everyone, like, the loosest part was frog muppet which was basically kermit um <laughs> yeah <laughs> legally distinct i definitely used kermit as a reference no, and i have to yeah. draw him and it was just like but like fourth three days uh like tiger's chat went non-stop like constantly like at each other's throats about what fraser's mongol could was going to be um some people had some very bad takes some people had probably decent takes that just got swept into the flow and then he died f and at that point we just decided discourse over discourse over he's dead um and so for the <laughs> longest time fraser's mongol's wiki page read uh, that Friedrich Mungol is a sentient representation of discourse. Because that was the only thing that was consistent was that every single time we talked about Friedrich Mungol... Oh my god, <laughs> that's hilarious! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 we could not settle on the thing. I think the image, there was an image that was linked that is, is no longer there. Um, that is like a collage of different like pictures, I think. That was basically like, we could not settle on this, so everything... Um, oh, God. <laughs> and then and I do know that's definitely an extension of a lot of the characterization of Schmirnkel was a 
was an extension of this is a guy who just causes so much problems not on purpose but my god a lot of problems yeah so much chaos like like there, there were people who hated him because he wasn't very good there were people who hated him because it caused all of the discourse uh reps hated him because of, of the discourse <laughs> and um <laughs> it was to the point where you could not say fraser schmungel or you if you said it there was a sort of a, sort of a tongue-in-cheek joke that we don't talk about it um <laughs> and then mora comes around um, Mora, and we find that the, the, the brain blast happens when we figure out that Mora and Fraser Schmermgel have the same pregame ritual, which is astrology. Astrology, astrology or astronomy? And, yeah, astronomy, I astronomy, think. Astronomy, yeah. And the context also is that um, he was a pitcher in the Pies. Yes, and the Pies and hated him bad. as well. He, he can't pitch. <laughs> they, he can't pitch the Pies. So the Pies love to hate yeah. him. And definitely it's a bit of, here's the basics, but we, we don't really like him. So you can do whatever lore thing you want. We don't really yeah. care. And the one thing that they did tell us was, you can't make him nice. He <laughs> has to be an asshole. And so we are trying to lore. I remember, because uh, I was like part of the people who were like, okay, I, I get that. We are trying to make a dislikable person, but we are very good much going into the like Reddit man He's version of annoying. Yeah. Um, He's like annoying, but not actively harmful or, or bigoted. Just like, yeah. But there was yeah. also just just a like lot of a just guy like, you don't like, shitty. basically. Yeah. It was also like, like like our version of Vito Kravitz. Yeah, like Vito. Oh, yeah. Now basically, now he, now he's very close to that. Now he's very close to a grumpy old man who just is stuck in his yeah, way. Everyone clean. loves uh, to hate like him. him. <laughs> oh, I exactly. Yeah, I adore Mora in in, in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so yeah, so he's supposed to be an asshole. We're trying to figure out how to like have a bit more Spin depth it. with it still. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that he's We're not kind just of, like, an asshole. Spinning for at an the asshole. wheels. Yeah, yeah, like then, you yeah, kind of somebody... want to go beyond just an asshole. I, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then somebody checks, for some reason, somebody decided to check Fraser Schmungel's PGR. And <laughs> so that was the same. And somebody said, what if Mora was, was the puppeteer? <gasps> and from that point on, everything clicked together. Um, <laughs> oh, it's Mora, beautiful. It's a wonderful moment. Mora had created Fraser Schmungel to troll the tigers who had forgotten about him. And... <laughs> Um, and Froggy Son. Yes, and I think a lot of it also was yeah that Mora is a horrible person, and and genuinely they're not very good at making connections with people. Mm-hmm. That's why the Pies hate him too because it's it, it's not just the Pies. Mora is also just unlikable, and he doesn't he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but he does like some things. He does love some things, and he is passionate with puppet, passionate about puppets. And Fraser Schmermgel was one of those few things that he put enough love and care to <laughs> that he, he became a real boy oh. <laughs> yeah exactly Fraser Schmermgel was Mora's first and last like effort of goodwill of mm. wanting to make something good wanting to put something good into the world and the Blazeball Gods burned it to death oh um, my god and so yeah and Mora's just a very cranky now yeah um, we do love him his genuine heartfelt symbol of his love only caused problems and burned the death. And we hate it. And everyone celebrated <laughs> when it was him. gone. We, yeah. yeah. To be clear, I'm pretty sure right now, the way the tigers talk about Shurgo is kind of like fond exasperation. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm pretty sure the only reason why it's fond is specifically because 
of Shmermical Court, of yeah. more, of course, more solving it. <laughs> yeah. Before that, the hate was real and genuine. Yeah. Oh, well, and it's like, I, I, am, I have to imagine that part of it is just that it's like over now, too. It's like, oh, we don't have to deal with them anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't have to like him. We don't have to find yeah. ways. <laughs> yeah. Just and it's just like, yeah, for moral course ended moral course was like a phrase that we said and i think uh mm-hmm. i think i shared the art so, in the uh, in, in the pic uh, i sent the picture of like somebody v made a, a yeah. poster of like the evangelion net ending with <laughs> moral in the sky and tomorrow oh watching God. him um as shinji it's it's fantastic because it's exactly that it's like we finally defeated the grand evil we and we made everybody sad it's about wonderful. it as well <laughs> like the, yeah because that's like it's oh, it's my favorite thing. You, you can't have Tiger's Law without Pathos. We're <laughs> big on it, and yeah, and I don't know. Like I, I personally love more. I have multiple interpretations. I'm I kind of flip flop between them. I have the idea that like Mora is like there's the version where he's just a normal man and mm-hmm. he's like just cranky and he tells you lies because Things he likes happen. to be he, he likes to be just <laughs> annoying. Um, but it's like you know it's like. He pushes people he's away. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. So people don't get close to him. Aww. So he resents them for not wanting to get close to him. So he pushes them away further. There's like this like yeah. tragicness to to that character. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, o- it's like the vicious cycle. Yeah. And the other part of me, the other interpretation for me is like, he's an old god. He's like before the Blazeball gods took over. Mm-hmm. And because he's like a puppeteer, it's like I imagine him as like oh he was the one who made the world run he was pulling the strings of the universe basically <gasps> so the blazeball gods wanted to enact chaos they just dethroned him and they sealed him away in a mortal cage but he's still like a god in a mortal cage mm-hmm. he was so he, he knows things yeah so he knows a lot of things he knows things but he also can't connect to mortals mm-hmm. and he can't be fit he, he doesn't really know the mortal experience he doesn't really know mortal emotions except he made this frog and then the Blazeball gods were like, oh, that's nice. Fuck you. We're going <laughs> to burn. And that's like the Blazeball gods made a god feel pain for yeah. the first time yeah. in his life. Oh. was my like pitch for that interpretation. Yeah. And I flip-flop between the both. And I think Mira has a... So, uh, sorry, Mira, I'm talking for you. but like, It's okay. Mira has a very like, why no, not yeah, both right. version? Where it's like, we don't yeah. actually know, is he an old god? Is he just a grumpy old yeah. man? Yeah. No, yeah, Cruz right. And I was like, wait for that. <laughs> Because to me, I, I, part of it also is, um, I, I think tigers, the way they do lures, we're, we're fairly loosey-goosey. <laughs> like, I think the vibes of, like, their characterization tends to be fairly well understood. Like, okay, we all kind of get that Zeon's like this, more is like this. But the specific backgrounds and things like that, I, I think we don't discuss it as often. So there's definitely a lot of people having different takes. So that's part of why. It's a lot of fun. Um, so my more is definitely, yeah, kind of a hodgepodge of both. I like to dwell more on, like, um, more, first, like, first of all, as a god who had a taste of godhood, of understanding and being capable of more than we can imagine, and suddenly being, like, scrunched up into this little human mortal shell. So a lot of my own headcanons also is about the reason why they made Frasier, the reason why they ended up in the semi-centennial was an understanding of how the universe works, how Blazewell works. Like, they don't... He doesn't fully understand it, but he also knows it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that... 
both gods. Sorry, okay, I'll just finish my thought. Yeah, the both god and the both mortals is also play because I love Sim stories. Um, a lot of my inspiration comes from things that happen to the Sim, and the season one secret election is one of those things where no one knows that even happened or that Moro is an OG. Yeah. A lot of it was like, that, yeah, that he's both a tiger OG and a pie OG, and both of those things are true and contradictory, and that's just more as a person yeah. and his own relationship with godhood and mortality. Yeah, that's yeah. It's goddamn also, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, he's a mess. He's a disaster. Well, I hate him. Also, <laughs> like my my favorite like story about the secret trade or a potential law interpretation for the secret trade is. Because we have the thing about with Hades is uh, it's very easy to end up in Hades. Well, easy mm-hmm. in the sense of you can come in Hades, you can well, end up in Hades. You can stumble in. You can stumble in. You you don't usually end up in Hades because you want to. Mm-hmm. But what you can't do is leave Hades by your own two feet. Or well, at least not many people can. Most people have to be led out by Karen. Mm-hmm. And the team takes trips away. Karen is like our bus driver, bus boat driver, because we travel by river. And uh, uh, Karen, obviously, like a ferryman of the underworld. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, the way you navigate Hades safely is by being guided by Karen. Uh, Which I believe I'm pronouncing correctly, but honestly. Yeah, I think you are. Pronunciation's fake. Pronunciation is fake. um, It's just the Hades accent. Yeah, Hades accent. That's that's Hades accent. Yeah, pronunciation is fake. For the longest time, I pronounced Hades as Hades. Yeah, (laughs) Hades accent. Yeah, that's also the Hades Hades accent. And, and And so... my jokey interpretation for that was uh, Mora tried to take the team out of Hades without the use of Karen because he's an arrogant, stubborn bastard. <gasps> and so they got on a bus and he crashed the bus into the leaf, into the leafy. <gasps> so now there's a bus upright stuck in the leafy. <laughs> Mora carried on and got lost into Philadelphia, forgot everything. Like a dumbass. And then the team... <laughs> also forgot everything because they all crashed into the Lethe. So nobody mm-hmm. remembers the crash. They just see the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody remembers that Mora's an OG until, you know, much later down the line when Mora ended up coming back and, I don't know, magic memories come back. Yeah. But my version, I love the idea of like, Mora was like, yeah, I can drive you out of Hades and crashes it into a river. Um <laughs> Because he's that character. He's that kind yeah. of character. And that being like the, the reason for like us forgetting about it and also the reason that there's a random bus upright in the in the river and nobody questions it because <laughs> nobody actually remembers how the bus got there. Yeah. Um, and you know, why bother really funny questioning it's it? Great. Like <laughs> I mean it's it's Hades as there are weirder things than buses and rivers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and also more uh, was like so annoying that Hades cursed him with only being able to speak Latin. Yeah. Oh, I think so, one fun interp I also had was um, he's sp- he's specifically cursed to speak a language that no one in the room yes, can speak. There was so that. if you can speak Latin, he cannot speak that. If you can speak every other language, he will find a language. I I don't I don't hundred percent ascribe it just because functionally I don't know how it would work, but it is oh, very. Oh, he funny. talks in emojis. Then. Oh my god, he oh. talks in emojis. <laughs> Too many no, because that's Richmond. That's Richmond. Richmond. Richmond talks in emojis. Really? Really? Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. R- Richmond talks in emojis because, uh, th- well, I think that's mainly something that He's came about from, from talk. Twitter roleplay. Oh, he, yeah, uh, he is an axolotl. And the Twitter account 
Oh, uh, hang on. H- hang on. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. It's just that uh, not a lot of people know it's not pronounced Exolotl. It's actually pronounced um, Asholach. Oh, yeah. Because it's a... Uh, yes. Hang on. I'll link it to the okay. description. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. It's good to like... It's so hard. The simple forgetting. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Today I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, so Richmond doesn't speak English and speaks in... Uh, emojis, which I think was originally a thing um, that happened because a Twitter account would tweet only in emojis. But I, uh, and I remember when I started joining uh, Richmond, I looked up other people joining Richmond and other people also use the speech of Richmond talking either through just emo- emoting, but not very many words at, at least. And yeah, I just like the idea of Richmond talking in emojis. Yeah, uh, yeah. and somehow Richmond that makes sense. Those, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> Richmond is one of those like they're not a very deep character, but we all love Richmond. Yeah, it's like yeah. what's there is like he's really fun. just nice and like f- it's yeah, good. yeah. They are friendship. Yeah. You want you want to hug him. You want to squeeze yeah. him. <laughs> Richmond Harrison, my best friend. Yeah, repulsive is your best friend too. But yeah, no and. Uh, yeah, so for, for Mora, I think it's, it's just magic. It's just there's magic happening. But that was also the reason for like him being a puppeteer. It was like that's the only way he can actually like speak to people because if the puppet speaks, he's not the puppet is not affected by the curse, so the puppet can speak in whatever oh. language is uh, needed. So that was that. That was, that was the idea, except because he's also an arrogant bastard. Instead of like using the puppets to like communicate his actual thoughts, he could use the puppets to play pranks on people. Um, <laughs> so that didn't endear him at all, all the puppets for that matter. I have a question: How does he like order any food if he can't? If the other person can't understand, the puppet him? orders for him. Oh god, this is so but- funny! Sorry, <laughs> now I'm imagining Fraser Schmurble having to order food for Nicholas Mora, yeah. and Fraser just not listening to Mora. Yeah, just ever. like ordering oh, the wrong so food, funny. just like. That sounds like a thing. <laughs> I know, I never thought I was like, I can write this. I don't want to write it. But someone should write it. Someone should write it. Someone with writing skills, write it. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Please. But yeah. I want also, oh, I feel like a lot of tigers, given, um, you know, our, our standing, we, we've done very well with like postseasons and stuff. We've had a lot of like, players with amazing stats. But I feel like people know our players more for their stats rather than their lore, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. does exist. And I do I do hope when you're, you're, you think of Bloodlust Yasmin's yeah, amazing yeah. one season <laughs> ERA, you also know of her lore and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I should, so I think a lot of this was also context in that I came in um season thirteen or so and I had a lot of players and it was so overwhelming, but and there's a lot of people on lineup but we only had three pitchers and I'm like okay I can digest three or four pitchers because mommy was shadowed after my first season and uh-huh, the three uh-huh. was Hirota Wilcox, Dunlop Figueroa, and Famous Owens, and my God. Were they good? If you if you know stats, Hirota and Dunlop are notable for Hirota for being amazing ball to strikeout ratio, which just means that even if she lets out meatballs, big scores every so often, most of the time people just cannot get a hit off her. And Dunlop is all that, but even better, a lot more. I think less liable to giving up runs, though still weak to homers. And famous is. Yeah, so I love them. And Dunlop is the worst. Famous is the worst of the three, generally the weakest. But, you know, in hindsight, it's also still 
probably above average or average compared to the rest of the league. So it was oh, so they're definitely the three players I'm most attached to. Yeah. Um. Uh. I yeah. know. I know what Hirata and Don Lavin famous. Um. Because I, oh my, I love seeing the art for them, and also oh, like whenever we visit the, whenever there's like tacos, tigers face off. Yes. We love, we love hitting against Hirato and Don Lavin <laughs> because of their low. Um. They're weak to homers. Yeah. Exactly. That's and, their and, biggest and, thing. And the <laughs> one thing the tacos have a lot of is the homer dinners. stat. Yeah, uh-huh. I have the same too. One of my fond memories is that I always like playing against the tacos because they were the team we would always be bad with because they would just keep dingering off people and we'd lose. And it's so funny. <laughs> and Yeah, and, and the stadium yeah. is like low fort, so, so you bring, you bring in more, in more it's, That's why I, I love to call our stadium pitcher hell because um, if, if your pitchers are bad at homers, it is hell for them. We will score. But also, we're real bad at preventing homers. So yeah. It's great. I love our stadium. It's bad for everyone involved. But okay, yeah. so so on that, um, Hirata Wilcox was until very recently the captain of the Hades Tigers after Moody's passing. A lot of the compound in terms is of them being um a native of Hades, possibly some like a little kid who grew who was in our outfield one day and just lives in a hole in tunnels on the left right field left field left field left field. And she just lives there and she never left. And she grew up a lot around like baseball and pitching and the Hades Tigers as the team. And maybe she's not like the most, they're not the most well socialized players, but they do love pitching and they do love baseball. And that's how they got into the sport. And I do feel like a lot of baseball was, I've always seen them as like, you know, a little feral, a little like fun, but also baseball is a terrible sport. The the feral feral child thing is very much is a big thing for like Hiroko. There's a there's a fic um, that V wrote about Hiroko in the hole and what the hole mm-hmm. is, and the hole being like a because like when we say lives in the hole, it's very easy to imagine it's, it's just a hole. It's like the Bugs Bunny hole. It's now it's more like a Van Eldritch kind of hole that hole. she can manipulate and yeah. sort of pop out of um, different places. And I think that one alternative is similar in that it's a network of tunnels that she dug out and it's very, yes. it's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, and Hirodo is like one of the only people who can navigate Hades properly on her own mm-hmm. um, because of all those tunnels uh, that she's dug herself. Yeah, Hirodo's, I think, in lore, one of those people who really like lives and breathes baseball in the way not every player does, wants to better, really like, it's not about... Am I winning? It's about am I the best pitcher I can be, especially as our someone who is known as our ace in the hole. Like, which am is I doing the most? In that I she's can. in the hole <laughs> and she's a sexual. But yeah, but also is she the best? Is she enough that the team can be a hundred percent confident in her ability to lead us through death and postseason? You know. Yeah, and I yeah. think a lot of that is definitely weighs heavily on a person. Yeah, I think so. I, I think like, the and also I think the oh, sorry. Oh no 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 sorry I I didn't mean to interrupt I just like you know that's something that like it's so much pressure and like mm-hmm. you know it's like baseball being the way it is it's hard to like even you know take time off to escape it. Like there's always baseball looming. Allowed. Yeah, there's always baseball looming over you, and there's nothing you can do about it ever. Yeah, 
and specifically about the ace in the hole, like because like the full thing is like Hiroto ace in the hole in the hole Wilcox because they are the ace in the hole who lives in the hole, mm-hmm. uh, and they're also ace. Yeah. But also, they are lit- they were literally for the longest time until you know, ultimate. Um, <sighs> Hiroto was our ace pitcher. Yeah. Um, he wins games. Just factually, most teams, he wins games. Not called the tacos <laughs> um, <laughs> could absolutely like like usually uh, bank on 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 a loss uh, if they came up against her. Yeah, Gen- one of the top performing pitchers of the discipline era, and once it was full root. Um, root era she was one of the pitchers who definitely made use of that like all her stars are in root it's like yeah. oh she's amazing yeah like yeah no one of the prime like root era like back when mm-hmm. ruthlessness pitchers. was overpowered but like she was still good after the root after ruthlessness got nerfed too it's like it wasn't she wasn't mm-hmm. one of those who relied on ruthlessness like certain tacos pitcher not gonna name here <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, fire blood does help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hirata did drop off quite a bit once the root was nerfed and like stat creep and stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, she got alternated anyway. So let's pretend she never dropped yeah, off. Yeah, like listen, yeah. we can pretend she was, she was the best. She was perfect until until outing. Yeah, evil outing. Outing is evil. <laughs> outing is yeah, evil. Outing like, is evil. Because like nobody wanted to win those blessings. They felt like a trap. Mm-hmm. It was just like yeah, like we won a number, yeah. And some people, are bit- and I'm like, I'm not even better. We won them by like ten thousand, thirty thousand votes, and in peak expansion era inflation, that's like nothing. That's yeah, like one or yeah. two people. It's like nothing. A single person could have yeah. that many votes. Exactly. I'm, I mean, also, I'm like not even mad. <laughs> I very much think like like I mean, and th- this goes beyond the scope of the, of this episode, but like mm-hmm. that was a part that like I hated that uh, like. I hated the altar bless the altar blessings. Yeah, like, horrible. Was, it's terrible. Was, yeah. but at yeah. the same time, it felt like they were very much, like the point of them being terrible was like a narrative point that I really liked about mm-hmm. Blazeball in the mm-hmm. expansion era. Like from a narrative point of view and from a thematic point of view. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, as a fan, can I as have just, like attached? Can I have my OGs back? I want them back. I want their stats back. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a fan, like I would wake up at like ten thirty on Sundays, just like afraid, like oh god, has when's the election mm-hmm. going to come? Are my faves going to be ruined forever? Am I going to die? Are we going to lose someone? Yo. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Imagine like getting alternated. That sucks. Also, I just want to say, like as as tacos and like hearing the lore history mm-hmm. of the tigers. We're really lucky that we never got any huge alternates or, or incineration yeah. sets. Yeah, yeah. The talk yeah, yeah, was yeah. such a it was it was even given. The Tigers are one of the biggest team, and we're not we're not that disciplined yeah. compared yeah. to like the tacos or like the mints. Mm-hmm. So it's just very yeah. matter of the time. It, matter it's of also, time. It's also wild because like Tigers have a history with all things. Like yeah. in season four, oh god, we yes. had like Moody Yasmin. Uh, I forget Moody who else, but we had at least Moody and Yasmin alternated. It was uh, in um, the Moody first and Yasmin. time that alternate yeah. passed. The specific history is that during season one elections, we had four players who had their batting re-rolled, but there wasn't outing. Outing as a mod didn't exist yet. Yes, and it was in season two, three. Season four was the first alt. 
oh okay season four yeah that was when um i'll think proper yeah. as a mod showed up because that's when bloodlust like that's when mm-hmm. that's when bloodlust yeah has got like because i remember like being like oh Season four, it's easy. Yasmin Mason's pitching. I'm going to bet on the Tigers. We're gonna um, because she oh, just absolutely wiped out everybody. She was. Uh, and then she, I didn't pay. I didn't pay attention to the elections, and so I come back season five. I'm like, oh, Yasmin Mason's pitching. Oh, I'm going to bet no. on the Tigers. <laughs> and oh, then I no. realize Yasmin Mason in season five is like two stars. <laughs> yeah, Yasmin Mason even. in season four was top three, number three in ERA. Above Best Polka picture. Dot Patterson, Dunlop, Gigi, my God, my beloved dear. But um, this actually, we could make like we, we could go from like Hiroto and Dunlap like to like mm-hmm. ju- the general state of the Tigers rotation because yeah. I think the Tigers rotation is also very interesting because like first of inf- all, our rotation is good. It'll never be bad. It has never been bad. <laughs> it's not real. We're good at pitching forever. The Tigers are yes. good. This will never change. Yes, yeah. this will never change. It has not changed. Please don't look at our ERA for season twenty-three. It's not real. Yeah, because like, but like, because like history-wise, like it, it also feeds into a bunch of different like stories and and dynamics. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, like we started off with like Mora Meng, uh, Nagumi Meng. That's true. Uh, Wilcox, uh, Hiroto Dunlap, and Famous. Then uh, so much. the Mora Yasmin trade happened. So we got Yasmin in season two. Yasmin, Yasmin was definitely a big tiger. Like, yeah. very beloved by I the mean, stripes. Yeah, like, Yasmin was might have been an OG pie, but what she ever do on the pie? Sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, wrong, not wrong, like, though. I, I, I have yeah, the it's the same for, as Nagomi. Like, we don't yeah. have Nagomi lore. McNaniel, uh, oh, I mean. Oh, you take that back. <laughs> no, I mean, no, but, you know, it's, it, no, it's not, presence. like, a big thing. You know what I'm no, no, I agree. But it's like, no, but, like, Yasmin... Um, like Tiger in season three, two. Yasmin was half a star pitcher, mm-hmm. and then gets maximized. Season four immediately gets altered back to being shit again. Gets incinerated, comes back for day X, and then hits her only career home run against the the peanut. Uh. Uh, and I don't really remember if that was the last. No, I think there was Beautiful. a couple more plays after that. But that's the only play that mattered on that game. That and uh, Landry violence becoming magmatic because that's just neat. <laughs> yes, Landry um, violence ate the flame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yasmin then, Mason went from winning fifty percent, sixty percent of her games in season three, which is about par for all of our pitchers, to winning eighty-four percent of her games in the next season. And yeah. upon being outed, she won fifty-five percent, lost yeah. a whole year, like went from two point three to four point eighteen. Yeah, so sad. This tragic. Um, yeah, and then so from season seven, the rotation is now Nagumi Meng, uh, Mummy Melkin, uh, Hiroto Wilcox, Dunlap Figueroa, and Famous Owens. Mm-hmm. And Nagumi Meng leaves for the shadows in season eight in the elections for season eight, which is yeah. fantastic because um, Nagumi Meng's uh, pregame ritual, and I will never stop banging mm-hmm. that in, is dodging debt collectors. Oh Nagomi my god, Meng, literally af- fucking... Yeah, in the season that costs her team to get shattered, and then losing Paula Turnip, you know, significant tea, uh, person, decides to just leave the team while debt is still a thing that's going on. And oh then, my god. Um, hasn't come back. Has not. Nag- I'm waiting for... Can I say, first of all, 
you, Crow has told me so many times about debt collectors, and I never quite. I was like, haha, that's 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 a pretty funny feature. I never quite put it together until now. That oh my god, she left in season eight with Jalen. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, fuck, you know, she left. She fuck. was done with the games, and she hasn't come back since. Yeah, with Donna Bailey, Nagomi Meng is the second longest sh- continuously shadowed player in the entire league because. One, two. Um, she's not good at pitching. Also, I will say no. Not great at pitching. No, she's oh, shut up. <laughs> because, <laughs> because Mike Town, Mike, Mike Townsend was shadowed in season six with Donya Bailey, uh, but wasn't. Donya was a, uh, was a garage. No, Donya was a spy. Um, oh, okay. But she was shadowed in uh, season six as well. So Donya uh, is like the longest shadowed player. Uh, oh, and she player. came out. Uh, I don't Did think she, she came out. Beams? Okay, the beach. No, no, they. I only know because she was in the, the animatic. Like, no, no, their phantom, their, their thieves guild. Yeah. Their, their thieves uh, guild okay. stole Donya Bailey Donya from Bailey. the spies, but she hasn't come, gone into oh, active play. Okay. I checked this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so Donya Bailey and Nagomi Meng are like the two longest. Uh, really Nagomi shadowed. Meng is the second longest continuously shadowed uh, player yeah, in yeah. the entire league. And uh, I have a lot of things about Nagomi Meng which I will yes. expand on. If we talk about the shadows, but as a stats as a stats person, she's not good, so I don't want her out. But at the same time, as a lore person, yeah. I want the Gomi Meng just out. Like, I want Randy and his shitty ass batting out. I want Red and his peanutted ass just out. Just to see what I happens. All of I my favorites back out. out. <laughs> I want them to come back. I want them to get a massive night shadow boost. It's yeah, like, I don't want them out if they're bad, but I really want them to be good, so I can so I can want them to be out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. Oh, Look, I feel as, that. As, yeah, I love to win. But I think the the, the most notable thing, mainly, is mm-hmm. that on her second to last game in Blazeball, Nagomi oh Meng, a two star pitcher, shut out twenty seven ERA. Yeah, shut out Elvis Figueroa of the Pies. Wow! And this was like peak Elvis, right? This was yes, like this was like pre peanut. Yeah, like Elvis Figueroa in that period in season eight was the. Like one of the best like pitchers in pitchers. the league, and she completely shut him out. And that was her second to last game, and then she left and hasn't come back. Which I love that she for out- self. She's a better pitcher than Elvis Figueroa. <laughs> yes, I will stand that. But it's like yeah, and I remember like even the the, the Twitter account was like uh, you know joke about me, but I might shut out your dad because mm-hmm. uh, Dunlap obviously. El- oh my god, Elvis Figueroa was number seven in ERA yeah. in season eight. And yes. Nagomi Meng was like, "Fuck you." Yes, but that, but that, but that like shortened our rotation to Mummy Milk and Hiroto Dunlap and Famous, mm-hmm. and then we carry on the discipline era basically unchanged at that point. Uh, and then in season twelve, um, when we yeah. come back, uh, we were talking about p- potentially shadowing Mummy Milk. Yeah, because Mummy is like she's okay, but she's really. She she's just not as good as even famous, who was our weakest, most inconsistent pitcher at that time. Yes. So yeah, this is from the stat side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's good because you're you're giving me time to. So we we, we tried it on the no the, on season twelve. The tactic was to we wanted to infuse her, and I think we failed. To infuse her? Uh, yeah. Mommy, um, was, mommy was a joke because she kept dodging infusers for like multiple seasons. Yes. And then on season 13, day one, which is, again, we're all talking about shadowing her. Uh, she 
killed the first rogue gump, not by the Iphigenia. Oh, yes. Mummy Melkin first makes fireproof kill. ILB history. First fireproof kill. And then later in that uh, in that season, she wins us the winning the the Alf third ring. Oh, Mummy so Melkin, a mediocre pitcher. Uh, I think Famous had lost his game. Because uh, because they're a loser. Because they're a loser. Them. Yeah. <laughs> And the joke is that Dunlop is full of drama, <laughs> but they will end up winning the game. Famous will make a drama, and they will end up losing the game. Yes. So that's why they are the drama twins. D- D- one Dunlap, is the better one. D- Dunlap knows a dramatic structure, knows that like there's no good tension if you don't think you're going to lose. But then they know that like in that dramatic <laughs> structure, you're supposed to win. <laughs> uh, Famous, Famous is like, oh, you want me to win? Doing. I'm not gonna. Famous is like, fuck you. God, it's the spite instinct. Yes. Yeah, and then Mummy was like, oh, you want to shadow me? I'm gonna kill an up and win us our evolution mm-hmm. which just also gave us ambush which is a massive thing mm-hmm. for us now yes um, oh we love ambush i love ambush and I then people i'm like i will give up fireproof for ambush yeah and then in uh season uh mm-hmm. we finally infuse her in season 14 yeah. and, then and then in season 15 we move her to the shadows finally shortening <laughs> our rotation Earth. to the iconic yeah. rotation of hiroto the yes. and famous my beloved um, the thing is, that we didn't even want to because we finally infused her. But the consumers came out, and yes. she had um one she or two soul. soul. Yeah. yeah, so it's like it was kind of kind of a bummer because we finally infused her, but we yeah, didn't want we, her to die. Yeah, she <laughs> was know? good. We didn't want her to die. She was good. We sh- but we shadowed her because we we're like, uh, we don't want yeah, like we don't want the good picture yeah. to die. And I think she came back on on like, uh, oh yeah, um, she replaced famous. Mommy. She replaced fam- for famous. With famous when we shadowed famous. Yeah. Um, and then you like infused her with more soul, right? Because yeah, we, did, we, soul patch. we gave her soul patches. That was like priority. I, I think that was also why we justified bringing her out because soul patches came out, like existed. Fire, yeah. I, I think maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> no, 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 no. And and the one of the notable things is that mummy as like the first person to get retribution on on a nump that without the Iphigenia. And also the person who got us ambush was also in the shadows when we got our first ambush. Oh, that's true. Uh, I think when even we, mommy, even famous was there. Was the, were they? Because uh, that was season nineteen. No, 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 was, no. Because uh, because in season nineteen, in the election of season nineteen, is when uh, uh, mommy. Okay. Uh, Mummy replaced they, famous. They swap. Okay. Yeah. Can I just say real quick? I was gonna pull up famous's wiki page just to check, and the first thing that popped up was please switch to the famous Owen stab you already have open. <laughs> I am. I am nothing if not predictable. No. Okay. Yes. Uh. But yeah. Yeah. Famous Owens can be its own episode. My beloved. Day. I will yeah. talk about them for two hours. So yeah, and then um, from that on, we continue on with the mix of various people swapping in and out because voicemail is, and fax machines are hell. Actually, um, we, we didn't get a lot of people. Actually, the voice was so fucked up um, because the way our rotation was, he, we needed Famous to stay in the shadows so they, we could infuse them. So we didn't want them to come out. So we were, the Tigers were one of the last holdouts where we adamantly did not want voicemail for that reason. Um, yes. And, but I know we got faxes when everyone moved around. That's how we shadowed a bunch of our outed people in Xeon. Yeah. And then f- that's how also how Famous ended up coming out. Our first voicemail was Mateo Triumphant and his poor shark-bitten ass getting shadowed for Famous Owens. I yeah. believe it was voicemail. Sorry, 
It was when he finally had voicemail that fucked it up because mommy, who was her best picture, somehow got shut out and and faxed out into our voice, into our lineup before Aaron yes. could. It's like, I'm so mad about it. So mad about <laughs> it. Yeah. If you understand Filipino, that moment in my our Twitter is just me swearing in Filipino <laughs> and yeah. being absolutely furious about oh. it. I remember that. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, and now our rotation is... Walton Bloodsports. Oh, I mean Walton Sports, but we call mm-hmm. we call him Walton Bloodsports because he's permanently unstable. And, um, they, and they, he loves to drink blood. He is yeah, he's he's a not traumatized <laughs> and did not puke. He's not a, he is, he, I don't think he's a siphon. Isn't he? Is he? All I remember was the Jan saying that Walton was nonstop getting Yeah, he's not. He's oh not. no, he just oh yeah, yeah he just kept siphoning I, blood. Honestly, he, I siphon. feel he just like kept getting siphon. As a yeah. jazz hand, he kept getting siphons, so it was funny because he finally got the. I feel like except he's a normal guy. It always guy shakes and... out that like players who don't have siphon drink way more blood than players who do. Like something yeah. about being a siphon just makes people not We're want bad. to do it. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. We're also funnily because we're the we want sealant, mm-hmm. right? So um, we're immune to sipping. So it's like yeah, we can finally sip people. And for seven seasons more, we we have not sipped since Richmond Harrison, our siphon left the team. <laughs> yeah, season twenty four was the first time we had a siphon in ages, and it yeah. was Walton Sports sipping defense because my God, he he's a pitcher. He has five pitching stars. He has six defense stars. What's wrong with Walton? Defense isn't real. Shape. Defense isn't real. If it's real, then pitching is fake. It's true. Yeah. It's true. This is for yeah. Baco. D- defense isn't defense real. Isn't real. Oh no, we, we I, I have had the, this argument with DJ. Def- defense isn't yeah, real. Yeah, defense isn't real. Vibes are. That's yeah. And 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 uh, DJ agrees with me that vibes are real. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they agree with me that defense isn't real. <laughs> Defense is fake. Firefighters don't interact. I'm calling out Baco. <laughs> I'm not a stats person, but yeah. It's just, yeah. And so now we're, so we have Walton Bloodsports and we have mm-hmm. uh, Battle Beach Vago, which we just load. And, um, no, and I love them. We don't have Bartleby anymore. No, we, no. Bartleby no, is still on they're the rotation. Shadowed. No, they're shadowed. Nah. Nah. Yeah, we lost Bartleby. It's Max. When? Since when? Oh, Mags. That was how. Yeah, the, Mags didn't. Bartleby got shot, got night shifted out for pers- for Sullivan. God damn. Oh, no. Yeah, that's why I'm so pissed. That's also why Walton is permanently unstable. He night shifted out succe- <laughs> yeah. unsuccessfully for Percival Bendy. No, y- yeah. Pers- Which would have made me madder because Percival's yeah. even worse. V- v- Val so came mad. in and Val noped out. It was. Thank which God. Which is a great. Which, I love yeah, Val. that's also the great I love thing Val. is. is we have a player, Percival Bendy, Val, uh, who night shifted in, played like two innings, and then... That's actually then, incredible. Again. Yeah. <laughs> this is when all the night shifts were all fucked. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but like, so so they got all the boost without actually like having to play, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. They got all the boost. They, they they played like two innings, and then they That's left. incredible. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> 6.18 ERA. Yeah. Yeah, no, our rotation's a trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now Ugh, our rotation is a bunch people. of people who we don't know. Yeah. Actually, Walton Sports is so funny because um, I don't know much about him. And I know um, he was orig- he's an original jazz hand. Yeah. And his lore is mostly just that he is just a, a normal guy. guy. 
a he's guy. He's just a guy. He, the weirdest thing is just he has he likes tarot, and he uses like baseball tops cards for it. But one of the thing was also that I found out. This is more stats because um, did you know that he's like one of the best pitchers in the discipline era? Not like yeah, yeah, yeah. super famous, but he keeps cropping up in all of the ERA leaderboards when I visit, and I'm like, really? what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Baco, he's- can you confirm this? And by Baco, I just really mean DJ. Can you confirm DJ. this? Tell. Can we pretend that Walton Sports is a good pitcher? He's like average now. Walton Sports is a good pitcher. He's probably he, the better he's one. A- he's better than the rest, but I'll be honest. I will complain so much about how many runs Walton was getting out because his ERA is like four. <laughs> and I didn't realize that is like a normal, that's like average. I had to check. That is literally about average, but I'm so used to having Hiroto and Dunlop that I'm like, my standards are high. Yes. If you're not on a if you're not on a pitching leaderboard, I don't know you. <laughs> you suck. That's apparently where my mind was at. That's yeah. Yeah. Not even on purpose. Not even on purpose. I'm just used to like, you know, Hiroto and Dunlop. No, We've I'm always not. been riding on the strength of our pitchers. I get you. I I am on the completely opposite scale of uh, if somebody sucks, I love them. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I. That's fair. Loved Nagumi McDaniel, N- not Nagumi McDaniel, N- Nagumi <laughs> famous um, wild wing Nagumi McDaniel. Yes, famous. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it, and like from the the rotation, mm-hmm. it's like the the thing that I find funny is how many of them are connected to the shadows in some way, because That's we have true. really fucking interesting shadows. Sorry, yeah. other teams, I don't know what your shadows it's, look like, but ours are better. <laughs> um, ours are better. It's the best. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's true. You guys ambushed um a library player, right? Oh yeah, Archie oh, Lamp. Yeah, yeah, yes, Archie we did. Lampman. That's I think that's as well too. Because um, normally we'd find out old teams and players via either Kennedy Loser or you know manually mm-hmm. up fishing. But the Archie Lampman was that's how we found out about the Mallorca whales. So we yes. ambushed him. It was only afterwards that's incredible. <laughs> that we uncovered the whales. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, oh, we did and, that. And also only afterwards that we learned that the Mallorca whales put the. Force mm-hmm. field on Parker the first time. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it failed. <laughs> and it failed. Yeah. Because, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, yeah. It's, it's a little is... illegal, but it's definitely interesting. Especially when you had Parker for quite a while during season 24. I will I will let the legal lawyers go wild with this, but this is I mean, true. I mean, I have it on good record that this is the place for illegal law. So if you want to go have your hand. Well, I mean, it's not like we didn't do an entire episode. Oh, yeah, what? Us? Yeah. No, yeah. never. The- <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So, oh, I need Archie to come out so I can share my legal lore and make it legal. I mean, it's not like we I illegally lured Crow Madrigal of the Taco Shadows. Who's that? I only Crow know Crow. Do you mean Crow, Crow, Crow Madrigal is me and <laughs> Exactly. Crow's right yeah. here. Crow, our it is, friend. It is me. It is I. Yeah. Uh, Crow <laughs> Magical, former former Ohio Worm Shadow, now true. Taco Shadow. Can't confirm. Please this bring the gods Please. to Hades. Mm-hmm. I need I need them. <laughs> <laughs> I need them for reasons. But, um... Nah, what the but, fuck? In season 23, Walton Sports had its number six in, in hits per nine innings. Okay. Did no one tell me this? Why did no one tell me this? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Any, anyways, so I think we should talk about Umbra now. Yes, absolutely. So, Shadow's cool, first of all. Um, Love and him. So, Umbra as like a setting is, so we, the context is like Hades is very like labyrinthian. 
Hades like has districts that move all the time. Uh, things are not ever in the same place, but it follows sort of the rules of physics ish. Um, you can kind of still follow geometry. Umbra doesn't care. Umbra is a non-Euclidean sort of pocket universe dimension Eldritch Hive mind oh, all at once. Um, and it was <laughs> uh, Hotel Umbra. Originally, Hotel Umbra was basically just like a Hotel California joke taken way, way too far. Uh, <laughs> but I love it. Um, I think the tacos have a Hotel California, yeah, right? Uh, wait, you do? Do we have a, no, a hotel? No, actually, California? never mind. I mean, like, <laughs> we continue. I, most of like, <laughs> yeah, most of like the Taco Shadow I mean, Lore is it just feels like, like you should well, now. they're still around. They just don't play. Like, <laughs> wait, is a sh- is 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 Shadow? Oh wait, no, that's a I peanut butter. But anyway, so Umbra basically, it's like how to describe Umbra. Uh, it's like. Umbra is one of the few like landmarks in Hades that you can see from basically anywhere, but you can't really get mm-hmm. close to it, is one of the interpreta- interpretations. But you can also just end up in um- Umbra. Nagomi Meng, the first ever Shadowed Tigers player, just sort of glitched into Umbra because she has like dimensional reality oh, okay. kind of cross-jumping powers. Um, things. Um, and... Umbra is like really cool because it's like it's a hotel, but also the dimension around it is also made of the shadows. The shadows are like eldritch mm-hmm. shadow monsters oh, that cool. live in the hive mind and can kind of like know They're like you. an entity. Yeah. yeah, it's like the reality like is sentient, sentient. But yeah, yes, yeah. So the shadows are both um are shadows roster on the side, but also like kind of a weird entity i guess that is both like makes up the hotel and sort of inhabits the hotel yeah Very kind of like eldritch hive mindy kind of vibes i think it's the closest like comparison i have yeah, yeah yeah and and it's like they make everything you see in the shadows it's like nothing is real it's all it's like the matrix but um and like the hotel is non-Euclidean, so like a, a joke is, for example, like you could walk down the hallway, go down a flight of stairs, go into a room, and end up on the roof. Because it just doesn't make sense. There's just no rhyme or reason. The hotel doesn't actually know what a hotel should look like. It just knows what you think a hotel should look like. So it kind of tailors its surroundings to what whoever's in it. Um, and it's spooky. And I like it. And also, it's one of the only reasons that, like, Nagomi Meng is, like, the front desk manager of the of the hotel. Because she is, like, one of the only people, if not the only people, who can keep track of, like, a non-Euclidean space. Because she sees, like, all realities at once. Um, at least that's my interpretation. And, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to um, talk about, like, the other players. Yeah, like, yeah Kind yeah. of also why... Umbra. I think a lot of it is also just thinking about what our shadows have been up to. And a lot of it ends up being like, you know, what do we want Ren to do? And a lot of that's kind of why I think Umbra solidified for a lot of fans is it started being a fun way to imagine like, what's Ren doing? So Ren has a cafe and they have a club. And then there's a season where we had a bunch of new shadows. So it became fun extending to that. Like Lottie is a DJ for Lottie Ceiling fan. It's, on, it's a DJ from one of the clubs. Famous Owens is just fucking around in the pool and whatever. Things like that, I think, is also why, uh, out of just lore, it was it it was a lot of fun and why a lot of people gravitated towards it. And a lot of it is, yeah, the current lore is now, 
what were they doing in it and how do they still interact with the team even in the shadows yeah um because it's like it's it's like they're not completely disconnected from the games but they are quite remote yeah. like the beams have a very similar concept of shadows with the web um <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of that, and I think that's like a lot of the interesting point is they get to explore the characters outside of just making them about the games, which is te- mm-hmm. uh, like interesting to, for a lot of people. Umbra itself was built first by Percival Bendy, um, and mm-hmm. then there was like a moment where they had a fight and P- Percival B- Bendy ab- abandoned the project, and yeah. that's when Nagomi Meng then took over. Eventually. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I have personally the idea that like, uh, Hades gave her like the cap of the helm of shadows, but you know the helm of darkness from mythology. Except now it's a baseball cap because <laughs> baseball, baseball, um, and that has like made her bonded with the hotel in like a slightly codependent fashion uh, because of her running away from the games and her trauma from the games to the to this hotel that will always give her something to do other than doing the games or processing her trauma um, and lots of other stuff. And then ambush happened and ambush Very ended up like giving us hear. like our connection to the afterlife effectively. Um, and it happens through Umbra and that's when we lord like Ren is like a, the oracle of the ambush has a connection to the presence, which is like our mascot slash myth um, of the tigers Um like given form uh, it's like a cerberus tiger ghost it's really cool um yeah that's our mascot the presence yeah blood. yeah and and whenever an ambush happens oh, wait. uh what does the uh what does the mascot look like so um, it's a ooh, giant i'll just three-headed tiger yeah yeah the ah, ghost okay. tiger specifically <laughs> um because fo- um our t- yeah, our mascot is Lil Miho. Yes. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a... a, a, a Lil Miho. I don't know what it is, actually. It, it's like yeah, a giant Lil Miho. Head, I think right? the lore is like, yeah. you know, they're trying to come up with a, a mascot way back before the before um, the taco, before like LA became infinite. So it's like, um, Lil Miho is like a cause... Doom, maybe, but like you know, weird things have happened. Nobody's sure if Lil Miho is actually like uh, still a costume, or if like you know they become the costume. Nobody's ever seen like if there's anyone you know under there. Like it's wait, so it's not Pepito. Well, okay, Pepito is the actual mascot, but like Lil Miho is the attempt to create like a marketable, like you know, like kind of like. Uh, Lil Miho is the attempt to create a Mr. Met, basically. I don't know if that... Okay. Uh, oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. Where does La Lengua come in? La Lengua is... Like the tongue? Yeah, La Lengua is like... So there's like lore about like a god being uh, divided into all these pieces. And La Lengua is like the tongue that fell to Los Angeles. Oh my god. And it's like... Um, La Lengua like assigns people positions she's a communication manager i think (laughs) (laughs) okay because yeah because i remember the the one time i dropped in the shadow uh, in the shadow it in the tacos channels uh was like when we won tag team pitching in the disciplinary Mm -hmm. and 
back then la lengua was the mascot yeah um, so like oh, i think so like things have oh changed. that's <laughs> yeah i think like right now people consider pepito the mascot like la lengua is still around but like and we just don't talk about lil mijo <laughs> and also like we keep coming up with like random npcs that are just kind of around i love the one like i love um Bray- like petunia the la brea tar pit janitor monster um and <laughs> yeah we just keep coming up with like new npcs Bosco. yeah well that one's like from before the grand siesta i think well jabsco jabasco i don't know <laughs> i was yeah. not around for that okay anyway oh, right. about- we were talking about yeah, something and- weren't we uh- I, I sent a picture of the presents as well. Um, yes. So oh, that's cool. Do we have time to talk about Lottie? Yeah, yes. that's what I was going to say. Talk about like, Lottie. Like, uh, one of the interpretation of Lottie specifically yes. okay. has the origin Lottie ceiling fan. with Umber. Okay. Oh, so Lottie ceiling fan was our season 20 playoff spurt who debuted from voicemail in season 22 our second voicemail actually um swapping zion alicia keys for lottie ceiling fan they're my beloved she's my beloved um and i think a lot of it is also because season 22 is just after we lost a lot of our team all of the outings we've mentioned um and the people being shadowed so lottie was the first new tiger we had in a while and was also especially exciting because she 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 rolled it's like really goaded stats just good for a threshold like 3.5 stars max moxie and so i think a lot of it her lore was kind of shaped by that and how because we had hoops she would constantly um alley-oop. score an extra run yeah she would alley you of famous owens home runs so a lot of her for my interpretation also because a lot of fun is making demons of so many different origins was that she was one of the many kind of like hive mind collective of the shadows that make umbra and normally they just get a random dude or whatever but lottie was one of those who really came from those shadows and was kind of like removed and made into her own person to offer to like blaze ball the sport and so i think a lot of her life and like what she knows was shaped by the fact that Umbra is tied to the Hades Tiger. So, you know, a lot of the people that she's ki- interacted with, quote-unquote, are like our shadows, Blazewall players, and the unique experience of Blazewall. So I feel like a lot of her, both as a character and like as a, um, for, like, my interpretation of her character is both as someone who's new to the sport, but also kind of parallels the way that the Tigers are rebuilding our team after everything that has happened. So a lot of her is, she's a fresh breath of air, so to speak. Like, she's still really excited about the sport. And although she's had her brush with danger it, um, getting ego and the golden broom and nearly getting chomped, she's still like, she wants to be good. And she is on that path, and time will tell, you know, to see what what happens to her and whether or not the auspicious beginning she's had can actually lead to something good. And I feel like that's both reflective of her as a rookie and also of the Great Tigers rebuild era, which I hope is real. I hope is real. Yeah, um, yeah. The I think the the one of the fun parts about Lottie from a law perspective is like how. 
Lottie came into the team already with the golden broom, which gave her like super mm-hmm. idol. So Lottie was already famous, basically. Yeah. And people were already had an eye on her from yeah. I from the start. Famous Owens was jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, de- but definitely. You, you say that, they but that's that like actual law we have. Um, yeah, I think that she's very she she's kind of like she wants to be as notorious and as um like mist as like you know schemey as famous, and she's both like learning from them, but also like fuck you, famous. I'm gonna do you better. I will show you up, and yeah. I believe in myself. And I, and and I think it's like it it's really interesting because it's it's just like Lottie. Like, if, if we imagine Lottie as, like, gaining sentience through, like, basically, like, watching games mm-hmm. on the Umbra television and just seeing what Blazeball is like as a fan and also seeing, the like, the players literally pass, like, by, uh, by them in Umbra. It's like there's this idea, of, there's this expectation of, like, I'm going to be famous, I'm going to be... Like great, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a be a great I'm player. I'm gonna be the season three time championship. Yeah, Tigers. and then coming into baseball and then being confronted with the reality of baseball and all the costs of baseball, specifically the costs we of suck. fame. Yeah, the vaultings. Yeah, because like everything. that literally happens. Like Lottie played. When did Lottie play her first season? Season twenty two. Right, season twenty two was when, like, at the end of season twenty two, we shadowed. Uh, Paula Turnip, I think. Yeah, we shadowed S- Paula Turnip. So that was also multiple bites. And Dunlap Figueroa ended up being alted and went from a seven star pitcher to like two, three stars. Yeah, a horrible stat line. But Fuck when you th- God awful. when you think of Lottie coming in, being like, I want to be famous, and Paula Turnip being like suffering from the fame, <laughs> leaving the game at the, uh, in in just about the same season, it's like that timing yeah. is also quite incredible uh, between the two characters. And I think that's also. Um, I, I know a lot of people portray her as young and I, I, so do I mm. but I also feel like it's a lot of um, she, she knows what's coming I think she's also as a product of the shadows quite intimately familiar with Blaze Ball's weirdness and to some extent she's, she's very interested and fascinated by it and I think Paula Turnip is kind of a reminder that you know it's not just something that's interesting or it's it's not like just an adventure. Like the consequences are there and they're quite near. Yeah, and uh, that and then also like she would have seen Zion on the way out. She would have been mm-hmm. with Meng the longest. Like arguably, there's oh. there's an argument to be made yes. that Meng and Lottie have interacted longer mm-hmm. than Meng has interacted with anyone else in baseball. Just, and yeah, my one had got is that I don't think she was like Lottie, the person that no, 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 no exists but, now, but, but, but still, like as like, part of the shadows. Yeah, but like as part of the shadows, whatever part of what would become Lottie exists, like kind of recognizes Meng and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, like, yeah, like Umbra is just like. It's both like one hive mind, but there's also sort of a bit of like. There is, it's and I have more about other it, things. but we don't have time for it, and it's beyond the scope of this yeah. episode. Yeah, oh my but, god. Um, Definitely doesn't <laughs> help that Meng is Crow's favorite and Lottie's mine. So yes. we've... Oh, the brain rot is real. Yes. But yeah, and oh, oh I'm also quite fond. Um, famous, ov- famous and Lottie also overlapped in the shadows. Yes. There's so many good overlaps. There, there's the there's a lot, like... Fam- famous yeah. was actually in the shadows when Lottie was born. In yeah, the, the only postseason... 
Yeah. And I think also it helped reflect into famous because despite all the foul family stuff that you've mentioned before, famous Owens is very much not a part of it. And yeah. it's um this era. Like they were there but not very like close to most players. Like more Hirata and Dunlap, as far as I know. I so I, that might be a different interpretation of things because I always oh. saw I and I know others specifically in the discipline era were uh, famous was very much like there was still the aspect of it was a less prominent because because famous became famous Owens the bastard in mm-hmm. like the expansion era specifically but um like uh wait hold on uh let me just check real quick when was the famous Owens zone made yeah uh sorry apologies uh just hiatus find the oldest oh Hang on. But while Crow is looking, Lottie Ceiling Fan is black, right? Yes. Um, yeah. No, I don't think it's something we've explicit- explicitly talked about a lot prior recently. But me, personally, as someone who likes drawing and and liked Lottie so much, I don't know. I, I feel that as a monster team, and to some extent, I don't want to play into, like, you know, all pe- people of color are monsters and such. But I don't think that excludes from making fantasy that is also meaningfully yeah, inclusive you know, and diverse, even when they're purple and with wings, yeah. So I think Lottie, I've always drawn her and written her as kind of like black coded, and I'm definitely struggling a bit with um how to handle it respectfully, especially with the way diversity is represented in baseball and how it's such a common pitfall to make unfamiliar names, um, monsters or inhuman. But it's definitely something that I feel like it's important to me to yeah. do to do both. To have her both be a person of color, but also like still monster, still fantasy. Because I think we can do both. I, I I like to believe that the effort is worth it. Yeah, I, and I'll 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 take one better by saying uh, as because what Mira's shying away from saying here is that Mira's <laughs> done a shit ton of work <laughs> into researching and finding how to like make Lottie very specifically black like the hairstyle that uh, Mira designed her with is which is the design that a lot of people are, are, are connecting to with Lottie mm-hmm. like that Lottie is black there is no like there's no two ways about that um, yeah if you are I, following I if, if mm-hmm. you are following the leading interpretation of Lottie and most interpretations of Lottie Lottie is black and there's no two ways about it. That's the team law. That's the yeah. way the team has lured her as well. So, and we're, we're, we're big on like, like yeah, there's not just like, to be clear, it's not just a Lottie thing, but there's like Mateo being a Tikbalang. Wait, really? Uh, which I'm pronouncing. I like to think, I still think Renmarn is Japanese. Yeah, the, the, the one common one is um they're like uh, this horse skeleton of a Roman centurion, which is boring. Like, cool, that's fine. But <laughs> it's boring. I, we, we lean way too much into the yeah. Greek shit sometimes. So I, I just love Dick Balan Mateo, who, who was like, yeah, and he got just lost in the forest in the Philippines at some point, <laughs> like a, in the colonial era, and just ended up in Hades. It's real to me. That's and so funny. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's, it's really funny because his most like connected like dynamic is getting into fights with Nicholas Mora. God. Yes. This is true for both. Which I feel I like... Agree. It's amazing. Just drop-kicking Nicholas <laughs> Mora in the face. Yeah, and like... But like also like both of them being like trickster... Like like mm-hmm. Mora being potentially a trickster god. And, and, 
and and um, Matteo being a tech balang, it's like the dynamic works so well when you have those two interpretations meld together as we have. Yes. And yeah, yeah there, there's it's that. Fun. There's yeah, there's a, there's a lot more characters of. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I I remember because I saw someone talk about this in the talk with Stan for briefly. Is that how? Oh, what if there's like a version of sex and he's like a tech balang? And I'm like, oh my god, oh, yes. yes, please, yes, please, yes. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep attaching Mateo Triumphant to fam- <laughs> more famous and better players. I mean, like, that's my also right. current joke. Yeah, it's, it's my current what joke if, is, what if every single horse play? Yeah, no, my current joke is Mateo Triumphant is the cousins to league renowned bad player Knight Triumphant <laughs> and Baby Triumphant. <laughs> oh, so no. it's so funny. Like, yes, I am related to them. Am I as good as them? No, it doesn't matter. They're a mess, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's just fun. So, yeah, I think that's the episode. Unless anyone wants to enter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I we could go on good. for longer. Yeah. But, you I have know, not, you have to God, edit this at some point. Yeah, I'm not ready for the famous Owens essay yet. But like, oh boy. We, um, yeah, we could always do it yeah. too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we most likely will. <laughs> oh, definitely. I will, I, I will, I will. You guys signed the contact. You're staying in the archives forever. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this, this has all been a trick for Mera to shell her famous. Everybody wins, I guess. I, 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 you, you say you, yeah, you say everybody you say wins. that as if it's a punishment, but like yeah. uh, <laughs> platform our brain rot. Like, what more could you yeah, ask? Yeah, it for? turns out. The only so kind of true. people who come to the archives anyways are those who really want to talk about lore forever. So it's like, it's not, it's never a bad thing for anyone to get trapped here is the thing. Uh, if, if anything, I can carry <laughs> on for three more hours. I don't think Hazel can. <laughs> <laughs> Hazel so will true. die if we make oh them God. edit a five hour recording. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Uh, I guess, yeah, that's a wrap. Uh, we talked about uh, Hades... Lore. Yeah, quite, lore quite a lot the, of Hades lore. The players, lore. the shadows, the settings. Yeah. Yeah, and I learned a lot. Yeah, I found like a um, lot of like, yeah. I really liked learning a lot about like, both about the setting, the players. It's like, there's a lot of fascinating stuff there. We definitely have to go back into it sometime, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I'm looking at, at at our bullet points that we had. We and have it's not like, touched half of it. We talked a whole lot. But no, we we first that, but also like we were as ordered as Hades is, which is not at all and always <laughs> yeah, changing, switching topics. <laughs> so, like, so off script. It was. It's a. I mean, it's a very tigers. There's a. There's a joke that tigers are like extremely like just yeah like you'll point a, a, a laser pointer or you point them towards one direction will go burr for like two hours or three days sometimes mm-hmm. and uh, and and then we'll stop and then we'll realize oh wait where were we again <laughs> oh that's that's okay. called having adhd yeah <laughs> uh, hashtag me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if Mara has ADHD, but like I know Bluey has so, like at least three people in call have ADHD. <laughs> I think yeah. I think baseball is really like attractive to people with ADHD, which like yeah, that's so true. Yeah, how else am I meant to keep track of five different yeah blocks? So <laughs> There's so many guys. The other day after like after 
um, the Lunar New Year stream, Hazel just messages me like, how do you remember all of this? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's just stuck in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like for me, it's a lot of just like, I keep looking it up every single time I need to do research or feel mm-hmm. sad. And so I just end up, um, I don't know, at some, at some point I, I, I end up like with the memory of looking yeah. it up and that's, <laughs> And that's is it, that's why I go off. Yeah. Um. So, uh, where can people find you, Crow? Oof. Um. Hard questions. Uh, I can be found in main code as Crow uh, or like Locrow um, hashtag eighteen oh one, um, or on Twitter at at Locrow L O K R O W. Um, in which, uh, if you don't mind the plug, uh, I have a pin tweet. Uh, for my friend who is in dire need of help of uh, so if you are able to help financial help and donate please go there please donate please share that link absolutely uh, that yeah. would be, i'm gonna put this in description uh, yeah we can absolutely like get a, le- a link um in the description of the episode that's no problem also like don't apologize for like shilling like, like this is your moment you can say whatever you want frankly yeah okay uh what about you mara hello um so you can catch me on Discord as Magic4742. I'm either in Hades or Atlantis. Um, besides that, you can check out my our Twitter at Mia's Majesties. Um, and I draw a lot of the tigers and the Georgias and whoever mm-hmm. piques my interest. And you can also read my fix where I do talk about Lottie and Fibos <laughs> quite a bit and other tigers um, as Swordfall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do like to write. And you can find me... Actually, you know what? You don't need to find me. You know where I'm <laughs> No, no, you can, you can find Hazel and their incredible art at Drifter Soda yes. on Twitter. Yes. I also have another Twitter account for uh, Amphibia fan art. For to, Amphibia, yeah. You yeah. have to find that. You oh, have to find you just that have to go look tell you. that one. I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, what about you, Bluey? You can find me, you know, like on Discord or on Giblantis or Taco Stand. Yeah, you know, I'll be around. Also, if you go into uh, ne- next to a puddle and whisper McKinley Alton three times, they will appear. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. <laughs> okay. I did this out of order, but apparently you're supposed to do the shout-out zones before where the people can find you thing. So I guess oh. we're doing that in reverse now. Anyway, my first shout-out zone is... Uh, okay, aside from Amphibia, because I always do that. Uh, yeah, you... S- you said I couldn't watch Amphibia. Yeah, you can. Only I can. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> Mitsuki put out a new album. Go listen to that one. Play Psychonauts 2. It's a good game. That's my yeah. shout-out. I'll give a shout-out. Don't watch Spider-Man No Way. No. Uh, <laughs> I want to shout-out everybody who came and participated to the Lunar Year event because that's still fresh in my memory and I still really enjoyed it. It was like one of my best experiences in all of baseball and... Everyone who showed up, time. who I didn't get to thank personally, still remember you. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> but, an incredible event. Event. I'm really happy that you know we could pull it off. And shout out, mm. yeah, and uh, and Hazel for inviting us and letting me talk for hours yes. about the things I like to talk about. <laughs> Don't worry, it's under your and Mira, contract. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy the two of you came on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. A lot of fun. I hope to stick around and do more of this. Maybe yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. Subscribe to uh, Archives Unlimited <laughs> wherever you get your podcast from, and you may hear more 
Hades Tiger's Law because we have a lot more. You have no choice. And it's not on the wiki because we're terrible at putting it on the wiki. (laughs) (laughs) so hard. But it turns out I only want to write Lottian Famous. Yes. What What about you, Mara? I'm legit. I've been thinking for the past three minutes if I should shout out to K-pop. Yeah, no, do it. Just do it. Yeah, I do it. Her do Luna it. Okay, yeah. Ca- yes. Oh my God. Catch Queendom on March 31st, where a lot of amazing Korean girl groups um, will be doing crossovers and do some amazing songs, including Luna. So catch them on March 31. Queendom season two. San Luna. Yes. Stan Luna. <laughs> yes. I don't actually San Luna. I just know that that's a meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I signed Chunga. I don't know if Chunga is going to be oh, there, she's but good. she is. She's not going to be oh, there, no. but she is good. Well, I guess I won't be watching. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, Hazel, please feel free to edit my ad-libbing. And, and, that's, and, and that's a wrap. You can, find, you can find Archives Unlimited on Spotify and Apple iTunes. And, okay, not wherever you get your podcast. We do have some limits, but if you want your podcast... Like if you want Archives Unlimited to be on your podcast hosting site, uh, just tell us. Just shoot us. Yeah, let us and know. Our, yeah, and um, all our conversations will be in the Shelled Ones podcast channel in the Taco Stand, so go find us there. Uh, thank you for listening. And that's a wrap. Bop, 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 bop. Archives Unlimited. All right. Bye. Thanks. Thanks again for uh, being on the show, and um, happy to have you again sometime. See ya. All right. Cut the shit. I don't believe you. Hmm. You know what I mean. You're not. You're just listen. All right. What's your favorite color? Orange. Hmm. What's your favorite animal? The hippopotamus. What's your favorite soup? Oh, that. Nah, that's tough. I love all soup. Mm. Well, how do you feel about blueberries? Oh, I fucking hate blueberries. I love raisins, though. Alright. Okay. You are an alternate. Yep. So, I promised I'd show you the doors. Okay. So, think of any place in the archives, and... Reach out your hand like this, and think of making a door in your mind. Uh, Alright, fine. Oh my... Oh my god? What the fuck? Well... Open it. Yeah, yeah, that's a door to the break room, all right. I guess I should be more surprised about this, but I kind of get the feeling that this has happened before. Like, I already should know about something like this. Red door, right? This is the door you couldn't see the other end of? Well, this does lead to a place in the archives you've never seen before, so it looks all non-Euclidean or whatever. 
like a blurry lo loading screen in a video game. Well, aren't you coming? Fuck, this is just like Portal. I'm sure you have a lot of questions like, how does this fit inside a tiny building? Why can they be only accessed with your door fast travel powers? Is this a pocket dimension? It's, it's dimensionally transcendental, and I spend most of my time repairing these tapes from the archiving groups before my time and before their times. The archives is a hungry beast that always wants more and more and more and- uh, just, just, just one more thing. Shoot. What am I looking at? These are archives 72 to the power of 10 to the power of 100 to the power of 10 to the power of 100. Archives? Archives? Un unlimited. <laughs>